This episode of Harmonious Gentlemen is brought to you by Blind Man Brewing, makers of craft beer in central Alberta. Say hi to Hans. Podcast episodes were known as the most powerful handgun in the world, a term coined by Clint Eastwood, acting as Dirty Harry. You would know that this has to be episode 44, named after the famous 44 Magnum. You guys ever shot a handgun? I have shot a handgun, not a 44 Magnum. I've never shot a handgun, no. I've never shot a handgun, and I've always kind of wanted to, secretly. Who are you shooting at, Ty? Um, Intruders. Yeah. Just protecting myself. Mm-hmm. It was a cardboard box. How? What was the distance? <laughs> um, probably like twenty feet. Did and you, I could did not you hit it. it. It was hard. <laughs> I don't know. I like. I'm not a. I don't shoot a lot of guns. Yeah. Um, shooting a handgun was. Um, as a, I would say I'm kind of against guns, but it was still fun to shoot a handgun. Well, mm-hmm. like against like just owning them and having them in your. On your person, yeah, or like, yeah, I'm not against them existing, I guess, okay. but like, um, like you're not a big gun guy, right? Yeah, I wouldn't be able to name a gun. Well, now you can, Magnum. yeah, That's 44 right. Magnum made by Remington. Cool, I think was that game in Goldeneye 64? I know there was a Magnum in that game, yeah. The Magnum yep. could shoot through um, certain walls and, and, and body armor, it could pierce body armor, couldn't it? But the reload yeah. was really slow on it. Welcome to the show. I'm Graham. <laughs> I'm Chris. <laughs> and I'm Tyler. And I've shot a pistol. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's a sweet intro. Well, welcome, everyone, again to another episode of The Harmonious Gentleman. We're going to start the show by reading um, more of our lovely uh, listener feedback. Chris? It's always really good to get uh, feedback. This came to harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com, and it's from... Longtime listener, Teresa, it says, hi team. I'm writing to thank you for your diligent work with the podcast. Knowing each of you personally has been a huge blessing. Continuing to listen, engage and learn about hope, perspective, kindness and generous faith in humanity and our ability to influence through healthy dialogue has been a gift. Once again, respect. I love that email. That's really awesome. Yeah. Uplifting. Yeah. Thanks, Teresa. Thank you. Um, I don't, there's nothing about that that I hate. No. Um, I do hate some things, though. Yeah, uh, me too. Chris, what's something you hate? I hate getting woken up in the morning by magpies. Oh. I hate that. Yeah. What about you, Graham? I hate the sound of children laughing and playing <laughs> past 10 p.m. Okay. Oh, I'm glad okay. you added that. Yeah. Hmm. Tyler, what do you hate? Well, I really, really hate... Asking people for money. Do hmm. you guys, how do you Ooh. guys feel about that? Do you hate that too? I do. I do, but sometimes you just need to do it, I think. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It is a part of life. Actually, it's funny you mentioned that, Tyler, because we are going to be briefly talking to our listeners here for a second. And it's kind of like, I, I've likened it to a PBS like pledge drive, mm-hmm. but you don't get anything for this. Okay. Tell so, me more. <laughs> well, Tyler, as you know, podcasts have costs. Mm-hmm. And this is not a money-making enterprise by any means. No. In fact, I've lost quite a bit. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> but we thought maybe just one time we would just take a quick minute. And if you want to skip the next minute because you're just offended by the idea of asking for some help with the podcast, then go ahead and skip forward. Advance 45 seconds yeah, on you. Enjoy yeah. the episode. I think it's going to be great. Um, but we are going to be asking if anyone is able to or would like to support the podcast um, to kind of keep the lights on. There's just some costs that are kind of ongoing um we would be very grateful for that yeah and i i'm glad you asked graham because i told you how much i hate asking so i'm glad you asked (laughs) but maybe you could give some details tyler like how would a person even support well um i think what you could do is you could e-transfer us um in denominations of fifty (laughs) dollars i I mean fifty cents probably fifty cents um yeah uh Transfer us money to harmoniousgentleman at gmail.com. I think that's the easiest thing to do. Yeah. Um, We also have a PayPal account set up with the same email address if that's easier for you. And if that's not relevant to what you want to do, then don't worry about it. The podcast will keep coming out and it won't make a difference. There's literally no expectation here. No. Yeah. 
a lot of hope, but no expectation. No. <laughs> if you see Chris walking around with a fur coat, he already owned it before we did this. Yeah. <laughs> so that's all we want to yeah. say, right? Like we don't really want to say too much more. It's just basically if you can if you can help out in whatever amount you want, that'd be really cool. Um, yeah. And if you can't, then that's all good. I think we are thinking of some. Uh, maybe we'll have to talk about it um, as a team after the episode here, but we might have some perks for maybe donors. Yeah, we're not sure yet, but um, potentially. Yeah. Um, allowing or releasing our very first episode, which has been taken off the internet, but we could release that too. I, I'd say who... taken off under like a shroud of mystery and some mm-hmm. controversy. It's just a value add to your life. <laughs> it's one of those things that nothing's really free. You know what I mean? No such thing. Nothing's free. free. Yeah. And there's a cost. And again, this isn't our business. This isn't what we're retiring on. Um, but if you're able to and you appreciate the work that we put in, it'd be really cool. And that's all I want to say. Mm-hmm. You guys cool with that? That was good. Yeah, that, that was really well put. Thank you. Let's move on with the episode. I think that's uh, enough groveling for now. Yep. Um, we're so going to do... Sorry, turn it. Well, I was just going to say, are we going to recommend anything? We Is should. Next? Yeah, yep. we should get back to regularly scheduled programming. Good. One of the things we love to do is recommend things to each other. And often we take the recommendations that we hear and try them ourselves. And mm-hmm. we hope you as listeners do too. I'm going to recommend uh, a store in on the north end of Red Deer called Connected Fitness Solutions. This is a time of, uh, in during COVID when I talked to the owner today, he's really busy because gyms are closed and they're selling a lot of fitness equipment. So basically he has a showroom and you can see all of the items that they have for sale and things go really quickly because people are buying <laughs> weights and bars and um, all kinds of kettlebells and all kinds of stuff uh, as quickly as he can get it in. But showrooms on the north end of town. And if you're looking for some fitness equipment, it's a good place to go. I bought a nice big barbell today. Cool. Good yeah. recommendation. Do they sell um, resistance bands? Yes, they do. Cool. I saw a big box of them today. Okay. Awesome. Tyler. Um, I'm going to recommend music, um, a specific artist. It's kind of a two for one. I was going to recommend a band um, called Nothing. Mm. It's kind of like a, they're a contemporary band. They play kind of grunge rock music. Mm. But then, but I haven't listened a ton to them. And then today I was listening to the Smashing Pumpkins. And I was like, the reason I like Nothing is because they sound like Smashing Pumpkins. Mm. Mm. So I'm going to recommend Smashing Pumpkins. Um, the album Siamese Dream. Great album. Um, no, I have no. it in my car, the CD in my car right now. And I listened to Disarm, the song Disarm, the song Today, and the song Mayonnaise. Nice. So given lots of, like, those are all my recommendations. Those songs, I have to go, that album. That's a great recommendation. I have to go back in time to, not in time, but to check this because Gordon Corman has a book called Bugs Potter, live at Nick and Innie. Have you Do you remember Gordon Corman, the author? Yes. I'm sure that he had a a fake band in that called Smashing Pumpkins way before Smashing Pumpkins existed, which would be really cool if they got their name from that. Do you think that's possible? That seems possible. Yeah. I got to look at that book. I recognize the name Gordon Corman, but is he like a big author? Oh, yeah. Like he wrote, like he still writes, but I think like when I was a kid, he was quite popular with Bruno and Boot series and... He's well, written a yeah, whole bunch of be. series now, but I think his one character had a Smashing Pumpkins poster like in the late 80s. Well, if you're listening and you know cool? the answer, let us know. Or if you're in Smashing Pumpkins band and you're listening, let us know. There's a good chance yeah. of that. Yeah. Cool. Uh, thanks, Tyler. I'm going to recommend a book that I read. Uh, cover to cover? Yes. Nice. I can't wait to <laughs> Thank you very much. Um, I recommended, I think I talked about um, Under the Banner of Heaven before mm-hmm. on the yeah. podcast mm-hmm. by John Cracker. I think it's Cracker. Cracker? Um, eh, Cracker. Okay. Anyway, this one is called Where Men Win Glory. And it's amazing. I love all his books. This one's amazing as well. It's about Pat Tillman, the NFL player who basically turned down millions of dollars to join uh, the U.S. military. Wow. And and then he was deployed in the war in Iraq and was uh, killed by friendly fire. 
And uh, this isn't a spoiler. This is the beginning of the book. Lays it all out. <laughs> yes. A matter and, of and it's historical a very, record. Yeah. It's a very famous story as well, because yeah. then the Bush government kind of propped him up as this sort of symbol of, hmm. you know, conservatism, patriotism, patriotism and, yeah. and all that. And I don't think... Uh, all well, the best isms. A lot of isms. But uh, then the family doesn't love how they portrayed their... Mm. Yeah. It's really a great book. Um, kind of typical of this guy's books. I, I got it for the you know, the, the, the football player going to the, it's, it's a crazy story, but then he gives a whole backstory of Afghanistan, Osama bin Laden in the seventies, eighties and nineties and, and some historical context that I didn't know much about. So great book. Awesome. Read do you, it. do you own it? Nope. It's a library, library book. book. Okay. Can you say the title one more time? Where men win glory. Where men win glory. Yeah. Sweet. Nice. Well, so, should we head into our main topic? Which is? regret we're gonna talk about regret like are you just gonna talk to us for an hour about your regrets i could yeah (laughs) that may be a regret a whole episode do you regret us asking for money i was gonna say i have a regret from just earlier in the podcast no i don't regret it yet oh i think it's fine okay quick break and we'll tyler will lay it out for us Sounds great. Awesome. So we're going to talk about regret. And the first question we're going to tackle is, what is regret? And I thought we would try something a little different this time. We've done this lots where we think about kind of defining terms and we kind of just talk through it as a group, Mm -hmm. um, kind of in the moment. But what happens, um, when we do that is sometimes someone will give their interpretation of, of the term or what we're talking about. And then we just follow the leader, um, or we change our mind while we hear what other people are saying. Mm -hmm. So I thought we would try it a little differently this time where we all during the break wrote our own definition of regret without sharing. So we haven't heard each other's um, definitions yet and we're going to share them and we're not going to change them right <laughs> so like <laughs> although we would technically never know if no we that's changed. true but we would know ourselves honor system okay i so, don't want to have another thing to confess tonight so i'll be honest does someone want to go first i i can go first because <laughs> mine mine is amazing okay Regret is very simple, actually. I don't even know why we're doing this. I think we're all going to have the same (laughs) definition. Okay. Regret is simply put, the feeling of sadness or guilt over having done or having not done something in your past. Okay. When I hear yours, I'm like, yeah, that is what regret is. And so if Tyler hadn't done it this way, I would have just been like, yep, that's what it is. But But I want to hear yours. (laughs) Okay. So (laughs) regret is thinking back on past decisions with a feeling of despair disappointment or a wish that things had turned out differently it's quite good too very kierkegaardian that is quite existential (laughs) a lot of despair (laughs) well mine's similar and i agree graham like i think we are going to be well i know we're going to all be really similar similar um but mine has a little different maybe i said it's anxiety Mm. as a result of acknowledging error anxiety as a result of it Wow. Hmm. So none of us use this exact same um, descri- like feeling words. Yeah, I you guess. said anxiety. I said sadness or guilt. Yeah. And I said disappointment or despair, which is a little heavy handed. So I wow. guess we could talk about, um, you could defend your definition or change it now at this point, right? Like we could talk about why you said that. I'm interested in yours, Tyler, about the anxiety. Like, I think I can look back on things that wished and wish they had turned out differently without feeling anxious about my present or mm-hmm. future. Like, I re- do regret could manifest as anxiety. Sure. But as a definition, I'm not sure if it, if it always. Well, what if I said I don't, I very, very rarely have regret. Mm-hmm. I do have sometimes the things that you're describing sadness i like this because it's kind of a kick to the teeth like because you're not describing regret yeah no to me you're not yeah right to me like one of one of you said chris can you read yours again or like 
One of them seemed like it was about learning from your past, kind of. Thinking back on past decisions with a feeling of despair, disappointment, or a wish things had turned out differently. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I guess... If like that's, our break if wasn't that long. I didn't have that, no. <laughs> that long to think about it. Like if that were t- to me, like I can look at things I've done in the past and I could say, yeah, I should have done that differently. Mm-hmm. But I don't call that regret. Mm. I feel like regret is when that, that feeling leads to anxiety. Like I should have done things differently and, and I'm now still I'm thinking like about it and I'm still, and I'm still upset about things it. Things are. Yeah, I don't think I agree with that. I, I think it can be the simple acknowledgement of i wish i didn't do that end of story that's regret you regret your decision like present day example dogecoin was (laughs) one tenth of one cent and i at the time told graham i should buy a hundred dollars worth of this Mm -hmm. i regret that i didn't it doesn't cause me anxiety yeah but i feel like oh i wish that had turned out differently for me and you would say you you have regret about that well i guess in with your definition i'm trying to think if i actually have any what if it goes regret. to like a thousand dollars oh boy i could have retired and right taken care of all my children would that cause you anxiety maybe because there's something to the anxiety piece for sure i just oh, don't yeah. know if it yeah. if it that's like yeah like a very high level of regret maybe mm-hmm. the regret can be like yeah stages or mm-hmm. so you don't you don't volumes. you don't regret things tyler actively um, I have a, like my next question that I was going to like, I think we should talk about would be like, what is your biggest regret? Hmm. And w- if I like think about that question, I have a hard time even thinking of things that I'm still feeling anxious about wishing I had done something different. Do you, like I, based on your definition, do you even have a single thing that fits that? I feel like it's mostly short term like i'll say something and then immediately re- regret it because you're oh that was dumb and that person yeah looking like at i have anxiety because i like that yeah. was a bad that was a bad thing to say i shouldn't have said that but then hmm. if two months later i'm still thinking about it i would say that's regret like that's a big regret or it's just regret i'm or still t- regretting that so there's no like if levels like, of regret to you it's just no regret to, to me not. regret is like a big thing that's impacting your life and I try to, or I, I don't know, I just don't. What would you I call what we it. defined? What would be your word? Well, sad memories. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> nice. like that was sad when I did that and I won't do that anymore. I don't know. Like, okay. Or I'll, I That's shouldn't awesome. have done that. Like, we, sh- we should pause and d- in our brains, we'll dig into this idea of like our greatest regret. I think we should... We should yeah, think about I need that to for a second. I have so many, I need to prioritize them. Like we need to jingle this up <laughs> and then come back with something strong. Yeah. And Tyler, you better think of something because you regret. Okay. There's got to be something. Are you thinking of a melancholy jingle? Uh, you're going to get whatever I decide <laughs> to get. <laughs> yeah. um, isn't that a Smashing Pumpkins album? Melancholy and the Infinite Sadness? Yeah, I thought that's what you were trying to do there. It is. Thanks for picking up on it. Yeah. Well, tonight. And... Tonight. All right. Quick break. <laughs> All right. So Tyler has commanded us to share our uh, biggest regret of our lives, which in the moment is hard to think about, I think. But I one did stick out of my mind right away. And it might seem kind of not like a big deal, but maybe that's not the point. So my biggest regret was when I was in university, uh, second year, I think, uh, at UBC in Vancouver, my grandma lived in Maple Ridge, which is like an hour away. And I think it was a Thanksgiving, something with a turkey. Mm-hmm. And I told her I was going to be going out there for be part of the meal. And I didn't make it. I forget what happened. I think I was with some friends and it went over time or something. And I, I didn't make it out there. And And she didn't let me forget that for like a long, long time, years and years and years and years and years. She would Mm. bring it up like 10 years after the fact, Mm. she'd bring that turkey up. And it seems kind of weird. And I like the word innocuous, but for some reason that when you said biggest regret, I just wish I'd made it to her house for, for Turkey. Like, I just feel like I really hurt her. (laughs) But is your regret based on your decision or her reaction to it? Probably both because I probably didn't make a great effort to go out there. Mm -hmm. I, I was, you know, I was young and fairly immature 
I was Kierkegaardian stage one at that point. <laughs> yeah. So I, uh, <laughs> well, her, you were her reaction like reveals to you what you, well, yeah, like, yeah. And I get, I think I give her a hard time too over the years for being like, come on, like, yeah, it's, it's, that's a bit much, but, but still when I look back on like, because I, I like where my life is at. I think it's like, I want to preface all this by saying like, I like where I'm at. And I feel like if I look back on a decision that might alter where I'm at, I don't, I like, I love my kids. I I don't want them to, you know what I mean? If there's like a big regret about like, I didn't do something major at this point, well then I wouldn't be where I'm at. And so I don't regret that. Right, so it's, sure. I think the little things stand on my mind more because of that. Yeah. Uh, so my, my grandma, so love her. She's not, she's kind of sick right now, not doing very well. So hopefully she pulls through. Hmm, yeah. yeah. It's kind of a shout out to Graham's yeah. grandma. To Gigi. Yeah. Hang Hold in there. On, Gigi. But uh, yeah, so that, that's, that's, that's stuck in my mind. I think uh, before we, when you guys go, just real quickly before I forget, I do feel like when you think about regret, when I think about regret, I think about the lessons I teach my kids, like things I've learned turn into like, hey, like I didn't really work that hard in university and I kind of wish I did work harder. So I'd tell my kids, hey, you should really take this advantage, you know, advantage of this. Right. Does that make sense? Like it's. Yeah. Anyway, I'll let one yeah. of you go. Like they become teaching moments. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Sure. Like those, those brought me to where I am. So I, I, I don't think that's like awful. I don't like actively feel anxiety, Yeah, but they do turn into like teachable moments now, or at least is that what wisdom is? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, yeah. Learn from my mistakes, which I wonder, I was going to ask Peter about that question last time we talked, because when he was talking about um, people needing to go through certain stages, like can other people learn from your mistakes or do you have to be in an aesthetic zone yourself hmm. you know but i totally hear what you're saying when you have kids you don't want them to repeat what you did wrong and you want them to make the right decision all the time it's like you it's like you you look back on your stuff more critically yeah because it now it's, yeah it could affect more than just you right yeah chris how about you yeah i i mean i like you said i love where my life is and who's in it and so some of those you know, the decisions I made in the past, some were bad choices, but I'm at where I'm at. And so I don't have regret about where I am and who I'm with and how that worked out. But when you brought up your grandma story, it, it's interesting because the regret I was going to mention was a a time when I was at a volleyball tournament in high school. My parents were um, on their way to a wedding, I think, and I was supposed to join them. And I basically said, no, like I refused to go with them because I wanted to hang out with friends. Hmm. and my girlfriend at the time and they pushed because it, it seemed like I, it wasn't going to work out for me to go with them and then it, the timing actually worked and I kind of refused and it was real defiance towards my parents probably the hmm. the one time I can think of that I was like that and then I missed out on some family stuff but I think the regret is that I was belligerent and defiant to my parents and so hmm. it, it kind of a similar There's story here yeah. but yeah, you know, yeah. you might, I'm not saying you were belligerent and defiant, but, um, I was, and probably, yeah, I haven't really thought about that for a long time, but I regret that. And maybe it even causes me anxiety. Hmm. So maybe that means I need to talk to well, them about it and tell them, <laughs> I, like, apologize for it. I don't know. I have situations similar to both of yours. I just wouldn't, again, because of the way I, I think about regret, I wouldn't call those regrets. So honestly, what I, I wrote I, in before this episode, I wrote down some of my things that I truly, if I were to say like, I regret doing that, like I still think about it kind of regularly. It's contemporary. Like it's something on my mind that I wish I had done differently. Like one I wrote down was I bought this shop back. It was hey, like, I can connect with you on this Well, too. I know you said that during the break and I didn't want to say anything, but like, I bought this, we were doing a renovation and I went to buy a shop vac and there was one on sale, but it was, it's massive. Like if you follow us on social media, I'll put a picture of nice. it. It's like a jumbo <laughs> full size shop vac. I used it for the reno and it worked great for that. But now that's like our vacuum and it's way too big. So I have this constant reminder of this decision I made that was a poor decision and so I, I would say like, I regret that I wish I had done something different and I still think about it and I still feel like I think about it, 
those other things that you guys are talking about, and you you were kind of touching on it, Graham, with yours, where it it turns into um turns from a regret into a learning moment or like something that you can reflect on or like a reflection, I guess. Like this is something that I did in the past. But I don't know no. what I learned from mine. Like when I think about it now, it's more like I screwed up a relationship and I, maybe that's impacted the relationship choices I've made since. Do you think about that regularly? Like does that impact your day-to-day relationships? No, but does your big vacuum? It impacts when I ever have to move it. Well, that's the, so the, that's, why, that's why I define it as a regret because I, I do think about it weekly. When I have to, hmm. when I see it in the house or I see my wife trying to carry it around the house or like, and I'm like, I should not have bought that. Okay, so There's I'm, something to be said for like the visual representation yeah. of your mistake that you see yeah. all the time. Yeah. For sure. But cynically, but, I'm like, I destroyed my parents' relationship and you bought a big vacuum. <laughs> like, are, the, are we comparing apples to apples? But I don't think about it all the time. So that right, is yeah. different. I'm thinking and, about regret differently than I did before. I bet um, everybody or most people have an item in their home regret. or something that they look <laughs> yeah. at and they think like what was i thinking like i bet reminder. most people do you have something like that chris that you that well i literally have confessed the vacuum story <laughs> yeah that's right yeah, yeah. but sure like, yeah there'd be things we, like a car i bought a new car once and you know driving that and feeling guilty when you can't afford car payments but, it's like that kind of stuff i guess i even do you with things that happened a long time ago i and maybe this is um, sociopathic or something. Like, I don't feel guilt about things that happened a long time ago. You have a bad memory. That's the problem. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like, so uh, is that I because... I feel like they were wrong. I can identify like that was the wrong thing to do. But did they impact made a, mistake. a relationship or uh, oh, yeah. another person? Yeah. So d- maybe you got closure on those and I didn't or something. I don't know. I'm not trying to justify maybe. my regret. I'm just wondering why... I'm holding on to something that you're feel. Well, it's and like, I still, I, I need still, your advice. How do I let go of this? Well, I still think about those things, mm-hmm. but in a, a way that I guess Graham mentioned about, like it's a, an opportunity to act differently in the future or to pass that on to you cut yourself slack. Like you, you look at yourself well, as it, not the same years person later. Yeah. In in the minutes after I make the even these mistakes that I'm I'm talking about, I definitely had regret and guilt and okay. so sickness. Th- and part like, of this comes with wisdom and maturity that what you're talking about. It's not like at the moment you're like, eh, it doesn't matter because in the future this won't Yeah, and that's yeah. I hope I'm not coming across that way. No, like no, I do in the I, moment. I don't think you are, but right. just to understand why So is is you're thinking the way you're thinking. I'm listening to you guys talk about vacuums and stuff and I'm thinking uh, <laughs> oh my. No, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, How do you collectively spend $3,500 on two crappy vacuums? I have a question. Is regret ever healthy? Is there ever a time when it's necessary or it's or it's a positive, net positive in your life? Yeah. Hmm. I think short term, it's, it's the... If you have zero regret for something that you've done objectively wrong to hurt someone or to hurt a relationship or to hurt yourself, then there's something wrong. <laughs> like that's not healthy. And you if are you can't, a sociopath. Yeah. Like you can't acknowledge that what you just did was wrong. Actually, that probably it would be defined as being a sociopath. Probably. Like, yeah. yeah. There's something but, built into us where guilt or our conscience or whatever you want to call it has an impact on the choices we make. But I think there's a point if you're holding on to those things or you're still feeling regret beyond, and I don't know what the appropriate amount of time is for certain things, but I feel like... 27 years for me, you, Graham? (laughs) (laughs) And counting. Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually about that. Yeah, about 27. Like, is if you were still thinking about that and... Again, I'm using regret in the way I think about regret. If if I was Mm -hmm. regretting things from 20 years ago, I would feel like that's not healthy. Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, this suddenly turned into a personal attack. Yeah, no, that's just kidding. A... <laughs> it, no, but I think it means that there's something unresolved that I probably need to deal with. This is like free therapy. Thanks, Ty. That's... I feel the same way with my story too, that I, even just the bigger picture of a relationship with a family member that, that I haven't been great about over the years, reaching out, 
you know, that just, just things like that can, you can look at one, one point in the relationship, but it could, it could mean there's more going on there. But Um, also if you are typically do things a certain way and then something happens that you do out of character that could have like, you know, people in your, you're in relationship with can often overlook that, but that could also mean there's a hurt there that Mm -hmm. you do need to deal with. Mm -hmm. And probably my parents don't even remember this. So I'm going to ask them tomorrow. See what I'll, I'll update you guys. When we, uh, when we bought our house, uh, the guy selling it to us, uh, had bought a custom door. He was going to replace the front door with this new door and he hadn't done that. So sitting in the basement and he said, Hey, uh, do you want this door? And I said, yeah, of course I can. He's like, okay, well, and he gave me a price for it. And I almost, and I thought like, no, like this door is useless to you. Just throw it in with the house. Why, why am I buying this extra door? But of course I didn't. And I paid for the door and the door has yet to be installed. <laughs> it's been four years. It still sits down there. Your vacuum store reminded me of like, whenever I go to the laundry room, I see that door and I think like, oh man, shouldn't have bought <laughs> that door. Something about a physical thing. Yeah. Right. Uh, when yeah. you look at it and see it. It just bugs you. Yeah. So I have regrets. I don't know. If we want to take a break, we probably should take a break. I, okay, I could. We should let the listeners um, catch a breath. Okay, plug into their bank. No, I'm just kidding. Okay, no break. <laughs> <laughs> so, for our last segment on regret, I'm going to read a quote from Catherine Mansfield. Make it a rule of life never to regret and never to look back. Regret is an appalling waste of energy. You can't build on it, and it's only good for wallowing in. Hmm. I mean, I don't, I, don't, I don't like that quote, Catherine. <laughs> because, number one, I don't know if it's always something you can control. And number two, you can build on it. Of course you can. I regret not trying hard in my couple first couple years university and and so i will use that to build uh i will build upon that with my parenting of my kids if that makes sense Mm -hmm. of course you can if her point is like don't you know be reflective but don't wallow in your misery okay i can handle that but if it's like you know ignore the feelings you get when you're thinking i don't know if that's even possible right yeah the one what's her main point ty well there's a few things like I have the advantage of having the quote in front of me. Mm-hmm. Um, the one thing she says is never look back. And I don't think I agree with that. Okay. Right. Like to never look back at mistakes you've made or look back at your life experience. But the part I do agree with is regret is an appalling waste of energy. <laughs> <laughs> Boom. Like regret is an appalling like waste I, of energy. And I think okay. The, the advantage, like you should look back at things you've done and things that you did feel regret about. So one thing in this episode, I, I don't, I hope I'm not coming across as someone who doesn't feel Anything. sad about <laughs> things I've done that have been wrong. Right. Because I, I feel like I do feel regret pretty powerfully in the short term. And then in the long term, if I'm still thinking about things you that take happened a long time ago... I feel like that is a waste of energy. So I actively try not to not like repress it, but like transform it from regret into, and this is where I think we might just have different definitions of regret. Cause Graham's mentioned a few times, like into something you teach like to your kids. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't call that regret anymore. Okay. Right. Like it's, or like even you mentioned how, um, your example of your biggest regret only came up when we asked about it. Like, so then are you wallowing in it or is it a waste of your energy? No, I not don't really. So. so I would say you're not really regretting that. Like it's mm-hmm. something that you did in the past that you kind of wish you didn't. Maybe but, it's, so yeah. I was just thinking maybe it's just the mindset. Like maybe regret yeah. and learning from your past mistakes are just a different mindset. You can regret mm-hmm. something or you can be an active practitioner yeah. and learn yeah. from it. There's, and it's just about how yeah. you think about it. I taught grade eight so, uh, language arts for a long time, and there's a book study we did called The Giver by an author called, uh, named Lois Lowry, and the main idea in this book is that wisdom is gained from thinking through experiences of the past yeah, and then applying that 
to make decisions in the present for the future. And I think that's kind of a way of saying, like, I think that could connect to this conversation by saying you remember what's happened, whether that's you or other people or collectively. And then based on that, uh, you make good choices going forward. It informs your practice or your action or your thinking or your words or whatever. It's kind of a neat way to think about it, maybe. No, I I love both those ways of thinking about it. Like, and I do think it is a mind, like a, in a way, a choice. Like it's, I get that, like you can't help your feelings. Like you, you're going to react the way you do, but we can practice or we can work on changing our mindsets. And I think we've all had, um, times where we do feel regret more so than wisdom. Sure. And, and it's, and we feel that drain on our energy and, um, I know I've had one, and I, I didn't say this before as a regret, but it, one thing that I did dwell on for a long time was something I had, it was like related to um, work in a conversation I had had with someone. And I felt sick for days and days about this conversation I had had. So that was regret those days. I was in regret. And now thinking back, like, I don't think what I said was right. And I don't think, I still think those things I said were wrong. And the way that conversation went was, wasn't the way it should have. But now it is wisdom or it is something that I can Mm -hmm. use to inform the future. And I think that can take three days of regret or for some things it might take three years. But I, for me, but there was a purposeful action there for you to move past regret as quick as I can into the wisdom phase. If we want to call that. Do you think that just sort of happens on its own in your mind and you know, as you grow or do you, you know, you sort of say, okay, Tyler, you better stop regretting this. Let's learn. That (laughs) just, you know what I mean? It must just happen over time. Time passes. I feel like we could be recommending the book by Tyler captain, like three steps to move from regret to action. (laughs) Remember the, by, no, by the I, way, the, I remember The Giver being the first book I read in school that I really liked. Hmm. And I'm realizing, hey, actually, these, because I, I always had this idea that books in school were not going to be good. Uh, yeah. So, listener, you may have noticed that Graham's referring to a book he read in grade eight, <laughs> and I'm talking about a book I taught in grade eight. <laughs> when was that book I written? regret the age gap. When was that book written, though? A long time ago. Oh, yeah, yeah, like the 90s. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> This is a sweet book. Well, this, all of this make, brings me, like, maybe we should recommend one of our old episodes with, uh, we had a, one of our first guests, actually, Jeremy Horlings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, we talked about growth mindset. Yeah. And I think that fits in here. The more we talk about it, I see connections there where just like an attitude or a, a way of thinking about who you are and the actions you, you've taken. Mm-hmm. But so go back and listen to that episode it's a good one but, yeah. yeah and also to think there's a way forward through things right that are in your past i think that's a really healthy way to to move and to act and to think and to do things is that yeah. you don't have to live in that and for some people and for some events that's easier said than done but mm-hmm. um yeah don't live in mm-hmm. your regret like Catherine said don't wallow in it gain wisdom she's probably a nice person i just didn't Love everything totally that she said. disagree with her. <laughs> yeah. Well, think, Tyler, thank you for leading us in that discussion. I yeah. enjoyed it. No, you're welcome. I don't regret any of it. No, I was no. thinking of that. I was actually thinking, what's the opposite of regret? Because that's what I think about this conversation. Yeah. I don't um, know. I value appreciation. Appreciate it. Do you guys ever record the podcast and then as you're on your way home or whatever after you regret things that you said? Uh, this is the 44th episode and that's happened 44 times. <laughs> yeah. And this one, yeah. I feel like I might have more than my fair share <laughs> regrettable moments, but that's what we do though. We're, we're at your mercy. Yeah. No, that was a really good topic. Thanks Tyler. Hey, we got to, I got to thank, uh, Krista. She put the bug in my ear. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe when you're listening to this, Krista or anybody else, you might think, Hey, I want to share a regret I have with the gentleman. Mm-hmm. So you could get a hold of us uh through Gmail, through your email at harmoniousgentleman 
at gmail.com. I'd love to hear people's stories of regret. We promise to read them all on air. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But even to just definitions, maybe, you know, we danced around and sort of like discussed what it really means to regret. Maybe you have a different definition of that. Yeah. And our whole discussion just continued on based on our definitions. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's right. Maybe. Yeah. So as a listener, maybe you were the whole time Mm -hmm. frustrated with us because your definition is quite different. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, um, let me just sing the confession song real quick and we'll confess some things. Love it. Can't wait to hear that. Well, we were just talking in the break that sometimes confessions may be past regrets. It's possible that they're current regrets. My confession is that a number of years ago, and I forget the exact timeline, I was, <laughs> uh, this is really embarrassing, asked to be in a photo shoot for a hairdresser who was uh, new to town and uh, <laughs> she needed a male. <laughs> A male and a female model uh, to do, to kind of like show her work. I was, <laughs> I was not her first choice. <laughs> My much handsomer brothers were picks one, two, and three. <laughs> they were all unavailable. And um, I showed up and for, like, this was a time in my life I did not spend money on hair care products or... um expensive haircuts and she probably worked for four hours on my hair doing bleaching recoloring touch-ups haircuts she asked me to wear certain clothes and then there was a photo shoot after because she wanted to send these like still images to magazines for whatever she was doing and she was an eastern european woman just a really weird story i can't remember all the details but uh i don't know what i'm confessing here but i was just embarrassed the whole time and it resulted in some still photos that I still have, <laughs> which I promised to share with the show. So we'll post those yeah, on our social need media. To do that. I couldn't find it. I was going to bring it tonight, but it was just so like traumatically embarrassing. You, actually, <laughs> at oh, the I'm beginning, you said that, you said that you asked to be a part of it. So no, was it, I didn't ask. No, she you were she, asked. She, she asked me, but, but it was she more asked like Andrew, and then yeah, she asked. Yeah, for Matt. sure, Andrew was <laughs> then, number one. And then, Oh, well, maybe do you have another brother? Okay. Oh, boy. Chris? Okay. Anyway, I'll try to find the picture. And Shanna kept it. This is maybe the most hurtful part, like as a fake boudoir picture. (laughs) By her bed. I I asked her where it was. She said it's in the hope chest. I'm sure she probably threw it out, but... It is when you see the picture, you'll just be like, "Wow, look at that haircut!" How how old were you? <laughs> like probably twenty five. Oh, like at I this point, I have right four now. kids, <laughs> and it's like, I just were you? So were you embarrassed in the moment, or were you loving it? Like you were oh, like, no, it totally embarrassed. Awkward. Okay, awkward as all get out. Why did you wait forty three or forty four episodes to tell us that? <laughs> Because I regret having been a part of it, and I oh, it's so good. Tonight I was like, you know what? I'll just get this off my chest. I don't know that anybody knows this, but Jana. Wow, and maybe Andrew, Matt, and Dad, <laughs> who passed what? the buck. <laughs> okay, well, we should just end. That's the that, oh, that's man. amazing. Um, I'll I'll be quick because mine is not that hilarious at all. But uh, it's actually a confession about it's a parenting confession, which I've had a few of those over the last couple of years. Uh, so I was teaching my son, he asked about good guys in movies and bad guys. And so we were talking about the the term protagonist and antagonist, just what those two terms can mean. You know, and in general, the protagonist tends to be the good, but good guy, even Mm -hmm. though that's not always the case. And, but you know, for my five-year-old son, it's good enough. And we were talking about characters that maybe weren't the protagonist or the antagonist. Maybe there's a character that's maybe doesn't fit that description. Secondary. Sure secondary character so he was into like lego books at that point and there was a star wars lego book and we talked about boba fett as a character and he asked is boba fett the protagonist i said well not really well he's the antagonist i said well not really actually he's secondary he's so i said he's not really he's sort of good and bad he's sort of you know got both qualities Mm -hmm. anyway so that was a good conversation uh a few days later um i got upset at one point i yelled (laughs) Uh, as I do from time to time, felt 
pretty bad about it right away. <laughs> and I was talking with my son afterwards, as I do when I have, you know, I make mistakes like that. And I sort of... These yelling fits. Sure. But, <laughs> you know, when you when you overdo it a little bit. And um, we were talking a little about, about, me, about that. And, and he said, well, so dad, you're not really... When you get mad, you're not really a protagonist. Oh, wow. And I said, no. And he's like, well, and you're not like an antagonist because you still... You still love me, and I was about to like tear up. Like, yeah, I'm not an. He's like, so you're like you're Boba Fett. Like, he, you're you're the Boba wow. Fett of uh, dads. Uh, so my confession is, my son doesn't think I'm the protagonist <laughs> or the antagonist. <laughs> At least you're not the antagonist. He thinks I'm Boba life. Fett, but just in that moment, right? Yeah, it was a, okay. it was a it was one of those like it was an emo- you know it was an argument about something. I forget what it was. It was you know things get heated as they do sometimes, and yeah. it was just the, the 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 calming down after. But it was really funny in that moment. He chose to say, "Well, you're just Boba Fett, Dad." No, that's no some pretty yeah. abstract thinking from your five year old. It was pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, I still felt kind of. That's why I'm confessing it. I still felt kind of. I want to be Luke Skywalker, but yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, he shouldn't wow. have eaten your ramen. No doubt. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's great. Well, my confession goes back to the college days. And in thinking about this, this could be one of my greatest regrets, actually. Oh. Um, there is, I don't know if you guys ever lived in like a dormitory or like residence when you were in oh, yeah. university. Yeah. There's a, a string of pranking that went on. And we would prank people and pranks would be pulled on, on me and my roommates. Oh, you're going to tell the story on the podcast, are you? Well, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to tell one of them. Um, <laughs> we, uh, we had a, a friend who had a angel fish or like a goldfish of some, a fish of some sort. And we put clear gelatin <laughs> powder into the fishbowl um, with the fish. And, but then it didn't gelatinize the way we hoped so we had to boil the water and then with with the fish in it i didn't want to say that whole sentence out loud (laughs) in the end it was successful if you want to call it that where we had created a clear jello with a fish in the middle of the pole in of the bowl and it looked like it was swimming in the middle of this two questions i want to ask but i'll only ask one did the fish remain looking like a fish or did it look like a cooked fish no, it looked good. Like it looked, that's why I was saying it was successful. Like, like it looked, um, like the fish was just frozen mid swim, which is what your goal which is was. what we were going for. And then, so me and, so that's, that's basically the confession is that we killed a friend's fish. Um, she, she came into her room and we were kind of waiting there and all giggling and waiting for her to notice that we had murdered her fish. But, and, uh, she did, and then we got yeah yeah I felt I feel really bad about that because she was very upset with us. Um, and she, she didn't get the joke. She didn't get the joke. <laughs> I'm wondering. <laughs> like it's funny. Like it looks like your fish is okay. still alive and swimming, but it's not. No. And we do you still it think it's funny? No. Like well, the premise I think is somewhat funny. Did you regret it right away, or you regret it now? I regretted it. Right away, as soon as I saw the reaction. So it wasn't the killing of the fish that no, caused the like I I don't feel too bad about killing goldfish, but like hmm. someone's pet and and you that, use the term the, loosely. Apparently. <laughs> yeah, quotation. I did air quotes there yeah. for pet, but Graham, what yeah. percentage of Tyler's confessions would cause our podcast to lose the no animals were harmed in the recording of this episode i've never been able to say that on one episode yet so there's always a moment well i think the last one you were you confessed to or a couple episodes ago yeah um, it is mercilessly and i hate cats okay so it's all of us yeah well i'm glad you're at least confessing that because that that actually is fairly awful i'm not gonna lie that's i feel bad for her should we reach out to her yeah um i doubt she's a listener (laughs) <laughs> or she's not anymore <laughs> well, <laughs> like it's not like she didn't know it was me like yeah. It, it yeah it was whose idea was it if it wasn't me i was in the inner circle okay. of planning okay <laughs> so, how did you even think of that one i don't know i think it was because the a pretty common prank was to put saran wrap over like a toilet bowl mm-hmm. and then someone thought what if we made the the water in the toilet bowl jello 
right. and then we went from there to the fish, fish tank. Bowl. Reminds mm-hmm. me of the office uh, stapler and jello prank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. that could have actually been part of the inspiration too. Yeah. It would have been around the same time. So, but like you had to boil the water and pour it back into the fish tank. Yeah, and then put the fish in. Oh, the fish wasn't boiled. No, that's it why was, I wondered if it would change its appearance. Poured into. Dropped into boiling. Maybe we should just stop. This is kind of an awful way to end our podcast. So, as a reminder, um, help support us <laughs> if you if you want to hear more of this, oh, or no. pay for us to stop talking. Oh, that's awful. Uh, thanks, Tyler. I think uh, oh, yeah. and Chris. Oof. I can't wait to see those photos. Chris, if you want to get in touch with the show, what are you going to do? I would email because that's uh, where we love to interact with our fans base. But we're also on. Um, social media in a number of uh, ways so you can see us on Instagram and on Twitter at Harmonious Gents Mm -hmm. and once again Tyler the Facebook address is Uh, (laughs) facebook.com and then click the little magnifying glass and type Harmonious Gentleman and I'll just say briefly if you're thinking of helping the show out just an e-transfer to HarmoniousGentleman at gmail.com would be great Mm-hmm. Any denomination. Yeah. Like we just, if you appreciate what we're doing and feel like buying us a, a pint from Blind Man, that's like five bucks. Pretty yeah. reasonable. We'd love it. We'd love to, yeah, have a pint with you in real life sometime. Mm-hmm. But yeah, those days also are coming. Help us out. And before we close here, you guys, I do want to mention that we've got potentially some pretty great guests coming up on the show. Yeah, we do. We've really enjoyed talking to, um, you know, Kathy and Ryan and some really great guests lately. And it sort of inspired us to reach out. And we've got potentially some pretty great guests. So hopefully you can look forward to those. I won't, we won't say who they are right now, but stay tuned for some hopefully wonderful conversations. They're coming up soon. Yeah. It's going to be really good. Yeah. Well, we're done. Yeah. It's a beautiful night. So I can't wait to go for a run. Yeah. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I just thought that one of you two would say that. You guys never mentioned running in this episode. Do you uh, want to? It's put a sore spot for me right now. <laughs> okay. <laughs> put, in, put in a quick word. I'm going to play a, a minor piano chord at that moment <laughs> when you said that. <laughs> hey, thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. See you next time. Mm hmm. Harmonious gentlemen.